It is preaching time now. Uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, we're going to go. We're in this series. We're in a series entitled Practical. Amen. How to live out this Christian life. Uh, practical. Amen. And we've been talking about spiritual blessings. Spiritual blessings. And we've come to the point in our, in our, in our study, we were in chapter 1 and then we went to chapter 4 of the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4, that's where we'll be today, and we talked about spiritual blessings. I don't know if you ever thought about how many blessings you have spiritually, right? And so we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, and today I want to show you something. Um, I'm going to back up to verse 11, and uh, we talked about that. Jesus went, had to go to hell to release the Old Testament saints, amen, to ascend to heaven to give us spiritual gifts. The reason why we have spiritual gifts, and I told you last week that a spiritual gift is something that God gives us in the body of Christ so that we can serve within the kingdom. Right, So that's how the church moves forward. And what Paul did is that he goes into chapter 11 and he gives us now a few of these gifts and I want to look at them. Okay, Look what he says. He says, and he gave some as apostles and some as prophets. And I'm going to clear up some stuff today too. Uh, and some as evangelists. And some as pastors and teachers. For what? For the equipping of the saints. For the work. Of service. To the what? Building up of the body of Christ. Until we all attain to what? Unity of the faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God to a what? To a mature man, to the measure of the statue which belongs to the fullness of Christ. I want to talk about this morning the spiritual blessings of spiritual gifts. The spiritual blessings of spiritual gifts. Amen. Amen. The spiritual blessing of spiritual gifts. Question today is, wouldn't you like to know your true purpose in life as a believer? Um, knowing what you were created for. Uh, many of us uh, have jobs where we've taken different tests, different things to show us what our talent is or what our personality is. I think they call it the disc test. Personality more than anything else. Understanding your purpose can be very difficult. Um, God saved you for a purpose. We live in a day, I've said this before, we're in the Laodicea time. That's the last church that John addresses in the book of Revelation. 
that says that the church is lukewarm today. We're neither hot nor cold. We're just in the middle. Many people have tried to use their spiritual gifts outside of church or maybe not understanding what it is. Um, but I want to encourage you to let you know that no matter what you're doing with your spiritual gift, it is a gift from God. It is a gift that God has given you so that he can carry out through you the purpose that he intended for the church. Not all of us have the same gift. Amen. Not all of us, amen, are called to do the same thing. Are you following me? You were chosen before the foundation of the world, amen, by Jesus Christ. God went through crucifixion, death on a cross, so that he would deliver to you and I as members of the body of Christ that you would receive a special gift, a spiritual gift. I'm not talking about your talent because there's a big difference. A talent is a result of genetics, uh, training, while spiritual gift is a result of the power of the Holy Spirit. A talent can be possessed by anyone, but only a Christian can possess a spiritual gift. While both talent and spiritual gifts should be used for God's glory, amen, the task at hand is to discover what those gifts are and then use it for the glory of God. Paul has already told us in Ephesians that Christ died so that we can get these gifts. If you look at it, you remember we said in verse 8, Therefore it says that when he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. You see, what the church is, saints, is the church is not an organization. It is an organism. It is living. That's why whenever you read the Bible, it'll always say the body of Christ. The body of Christ. Christ is the head, and we are the body. Amen. And when we come together as a church and we use our spiritual blessings of our spiritual gifts, lives change. Community changes. Family changes changes. Marriages changes. Children to individuals change when we all use our spiritual gifts. In other words, God has given the church the ability to do things beyond what we can imagine. It's not because we're so good. 
that we got the gift. It is because we've given our lives to Christ that we've gotten the gifts. And I want to tell you something. The church is one of the most, one of the most gifted places on planet earth. Amen. But yet one of the most underrated, uh, underused people are in church. People in church want to come to church, sit in church, and then go home. Come on, help me somebody. Now, there's a place for that, but here's the thing. God did not give you a spiritual gift for you to use it for yourself. Amen. Paul says that God, Jesus, went down to Hades, Sheol, I'm sorry, to release the Old Testament saints to ascend to heaven to give us these gifts. And then he goes to verse 11, and look what he says. So I got, got a couple of things I want to share with you. He says, and he gave some to the church as what? Apostles. And some as prophets. Now, there has been a discrepancy about these gifts, these two gifts, today, especially today, because there are some people who claim to be apostles today and some who claim to have the prophetic gift of prophet. Are you with me? It says that he gave. I don't know why we're arguing about that stuff. It says he gave. Through Christ and the Holy Spirit, he gave to the church, to the first century church. What did he give? Apostles and prophets. I'm going to clean it up here in a minute. So if I were to give you a first point, I would get, say this, that the first gifts, the first two gifts that were given to the church, they are foundational. You know what that means? foundational. In other words, God, when he started the church, he said, okay, I'm going to give to the church two gifts that are going to be important to the development and the building up of the church, and that is the gift of apostle and the gift of prophet. You following me? Watch this. Watch this. The church started off with the foundational gift of the 12 apostles. All right, so the qualification for an apostle is one who has seen Jesus with his own eyes. Now, I know some of you have been around some churches where the pastor may call himself an apostle. Now, we could take it up later. I don't have time, but if you want me to share with you and Work it out. We can sit down and talk about it. Call me. We'll work it out. But watch this. There are no apostles today. It's a foundational gift. Now, here's why it's foundational. Because Christianity was a new religion at that time. And the signs and the wonders and the prophetic pieces to the church needed to be built on something that people would believe. Now, the supernatural that's happening today is the salvation that you have experienced 
That's the, that's the signs. That's the prophetic peace that's happening to us now in this dispensation, in this time, is that the Holy Spirit is working through us. Are you with me? And so these foundational gifts for the church were given. An apostle was an ambassador. One who walked with Jesus. One who actually received instructions from Jesus. One who was an eyewitness to what Jesus was doing. But one who recorded what Jesus did and left it on record in this Bible. Are y'all following me? So the church began with apostles and prophets at its inception. Now a prophet, a New Testament prophet, was the gift that was given because they did not have a complete Bible. I'm trying to help somebody. A prophet was one who foretold God's action in the future. In the future. In the future. You understand what I'm saying? And so today what has happened is the devil has confused these two gifts today so that people will rely more on a man than on God's word to go and read it for themselves to see what thus says the Lord. Are you with me? And listen, I'm not arguing with anyone about who's what and what's where. But what I am saying to you is at some point you and I have to pick this word up and understand that you have the spirit just like I have the spirit. You can read just like I can read. And the Holy Spirit lives in you. And if you're looking for a prophetic word, open the book. Are you with me? Now watch this. We have to understand the distinction between gifts. You see, you see, you see, these gifts of apostle and prophets are no longer needed because God in his time has given us the Bible and other gifts for the building up of the church. Why did God gift the church so, so good? Why did he give so many gifts to the church to, through you so that the church would grow? Are you with me? Anyone claiming to be a prophet today, anyone claiming to be a prophet today, you know what they're doing? They're adding to the word of God. In the book of Revelation, it says if anyone adds to this book or takes away from this book, the plagues of this book would be added unto them. And so I encourage you to understand that the first two gifts of the, of the church what? Foundational. We're standing on the work of the prophets. We're standing on the work of the apostles. Listen, we are part of something great, y'all. We're part of something great. And you know what I love about it? The Bible says, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Are you with me? And so it's foundational. Then he says, then he says, he says, and some Notice what he says, as what? Evangelists, and some as what? Pastors, and what? Teachers. The last three, the, for the first two, are foundational. And number two, my second point today is the last three gifts are functional today. Let me tell you something. I was a fool before I was saved. 
I can't even believe that God would take me and put me in his pulpit. And the only reason I can do this is because I have the functional gift. Anybody that does anything in church serving-wise, it is because they have the gift. Are you with me? Watch this, watch this, watch this. He says he gave some as evangelists. Let me tell you what an evangelist is. See, God has a structure for his church. A, 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 an evangelist is a bringer of good news. One who goes out and wins souls and then, watch this, and then brings them to the church so that they can grow. The evangelist has a passion, a drive, a joy, a desire to see the lost saved. Check this out. God left his church here on earth. How do people come to church? See, it's changed today, right? Today, people are using concerts and pizza and Pepsi and that kind of stuff to lure people in. It's not the evangelists going out on the streets and winning them and bringing them in. No, 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 no. We're using all kinds of methods except for the Holy Spirit. So today the church is not really growing as it should because we're using worldly methods rather than the gift in the people that God has placed in the kingdom. Are you with me? Listen to this. Listen to this. The evangelist is important to the church as in a company where it needs a person to recruit. God knew what the church needed. What the church needed is someone on the inside who'd been through some stuff. You know who God calls to be evangelists? The worst of us. Those who, listen, those who were <laughs> on the backside of the mountain, those who were who people had given up on, those who, come on, God takes us. And then he places in us a desire to see people come and change and their lives transform. It ain't because we're trying to be good. It's because we got the gift. What a plan. That the person with the gift of evangelism will always be winning souls. Why evangelism? Think about it. Why did Christ die? Watch this. And in this church age, we don't need an apostle. We don't need a prophet. We need an evangelist. We need someone who has a passion for the lost. Do I have anybody here who's passionate about lost people? Let me see. Let me see all the people who have passion. So that means you may have the gift of evangelism. That you can't, I remember when I first got, I couldn't shut up. Everywhere I went. And you know what was crazy? I was so baffled, right? I was like, why is nobody talking about Jesus? Why am I the only one in the office trying to share my testimony with somebody? Why am I the, I, that's how I felt. But I realized that if the enemy can get the church to not tap into its gifts, 
They said, we don't need a bigger building. We don't need more this or more that. Watch this. What we need is for you and I to start using our gifts. Are you with me? Watch this. He says he gave some as evangelism, as evangelists, right? But then look what he goes on to say. He says, as pastors and teachers. Think about this. These two gifts work together. Evangelist goes out and wins them. They bring them in. It's a transfer. Pastor, it's up. You're up now. I did my part. I'm going back out to get some more. I'll be back. What if the church really starts using her gifts? Do you know where the gifts lie? Inside of you. Oh, y'all didn't get excited about that. Well, y'all going to make me work today, right? The gift is in you. And God gave the church, watch this, so that when the person is saved and they come in, they sit under the pastor, pastor teacher, and then they begin to what? Grow. Listen, listen, let me say this to you. If you are a Christian and you ain't part of a church, or if you are a Christian in church, you know what I love about the new people that's coming out of church right now? They want to do stuff. They're like, man, where, where, can I, where can I be? Where can I go? Where can I, can I do something? It's the old heads be like, you, you got that. You've been saved that long? Man, let me, can I, can I share something? Share some? There's something about yielding your whole life and then being used. It, listen, I, 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 I challenge you to try to say, God, I surrender. Use me. Forget your schedule and all that. See, when you, when you have a gift, it's got to come out. And especially if God has a mission for you in this church. You have to be used. Watch this, watch this. You know why a lot of people are not content and happy as believers because they're not living on purpose because they're doing everything else other than what they're supposed to be doing watch this this is how the church thrives the church thrives when they have passionate evangelist passionate pastor teacher watch this whose main concern is people not prosperity can I tell you something? You won't prosper till you start prospering spiritually. God has given you a gift that he died for. And he says, what are you giving me? You show up every now and then. You show up and do what you want to do. But you're not in your lane. Oh, I know I lost you there. Look what he says. He said he gave the pastor teacher for what? For, so, so next thing I see, so, the, so those gifts are foundational. Those, gifts are fun, those three gifts are functional. But watch this. Here are the purpose. 
the purpose of the, the I want to show you the purpose of the spiritual gift. All right. First thing, the purpose of the spiritual gift, number one, he says for the equipping of the what? So that's preparation. Some of us make it through 101, 201, 301, and you stop. God wants you to be prepared. He don't want, he wants to equip you for work. He doesn't want you to just work. Amen. Every believer has a gift and every believer should be getting ready. The main job is to get ready. Help me to get ready, pastor. Some of us want to know, but we won't yield to say, God, I surrender. Not just to motive, but to encourage you and to prepare you for your calling. He says, he says, look what he says. For the equipment of the saints for what? For the work of service. What's the second thing? The purpose of serving. God wants you to serve. He wants you to stop serving yourself and start serving. He wants you to stop being so selfish and use the gift that he's given you. Listen, we owe him. He wants you to do ministry. Every believer has a gift and every believer should be working and serving God. How long will you be in orientation? How long will you say, I don't have time? How long will you say, I can't because I don't have a car, because I don't have a horse, I don't have a bicycle, whatever it is, whatever your excuse is. I wish I had a few people. And then he says, look what he says. He says, when we work together in service, what happens? The building up of the what? Of the body. Come on, come on, man. Grab that formula right there, yeah. For the what? For the building up of the body. And, and the table, too. I need a table and, and that right there. Amen. Everything, yeah. It's, yeah, put it right here when you. Thank you, gentlemen. He says, for the building up of what? The body of Christ. How does a church grow? Through marketing? Through lights? <laughs> through TV screens? No. It works and it grows when you start growing. When you start saying, Pastor, I want to use, use my gift. Where, where, where do you want me? I want to serve. I don't, I, listen, and I ain't coming part-time. I'm coming all the way. Do you understand what I'm saying? Watch this now. Watch this now. He says, for the what? For the progress and the growth of the church. This church will not grow if you don't start using your gift. You know what encourages me? When I come in here every day and I see mother in here. Come on, y'all. That encourages me, y'all. And I'll tell you why it encourages me because I'm like, man, she ain't got to do this. And I know in her mind, she, you right. <laughs> I know that's what she's thinking of. <laughs> but here's the thing. But, but, but it encourages me to see a person at that point in their lives serving God like, man, that does something for me. It does something for me. And some of us, we could be here. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm not trying to coerce you or get you all like that. I'm just trying to say God has given you a gift. 
if this church starts, you listen, let's be a gifted church where people are using their gifts. God wants quality, not quantity. Amen. He wants you walking in your what? In your gift. Watch what he says next. Verse 13. I got to go. Watch what he says next. He says, verse, uh, verse 13, until. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's equipping, the pastor teacher is equipping you for the work of service, for the building up of the body, until what? Until we grow up. The first thing is what? Unity. What is it? Unity. We cannot be divided and grow. We cannot have, thank you, we cannot have mixed doctrines. We cannot believe one thing and you believe something else. We ain't going to work together like that. Well, I believe half of it. You know, I believe the other half of it. No, 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 no. He said until we attain to unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. The more you grow, the more you serve, the more you get to know God. Watch this. And then we're unified. When we're unified, nothing. Listen, you're part of something. And we're part of something. If we stay unified, Satan can't get us. You don't have to struggle by yourself. Don't you know this is a resource here? I wish I had somebody. But when we live as we're all standoffish and things like that, and we, and we don't have, feel like we have nobody, you have somebody. You have a brother right here. You have a sister right here. You got somebody you can call on. Listen, anybody know who's hiring? Anybody know how to make a connect somewhere? Guess what? If we're unified, we grow. So I want you to think about this as you. The body of Christ. This is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ. And in the body of Christ, God has given different gifts. My favorite. Out of the body of Christ, God has given a gift. What is this? A drill. So if I am a drill and I'm in the body of Christ and I need to put something up on the wall and I'm in here Watch this. But I'm using the drill at work. We need a drill. But we got to go hire someone to do it. But we have it right here in the church. Hammer. I'm a hammer. Where my hammer at? But I can't get you to hammer nothing. You can't be used as a hammer. Why? Because you're at work. What else we got here? Screwdriver. God has put in the church everything we need. I need to strip some wires. Right? <laughs> Yesterday we had to strip some wires. Okay? But guess what? You are this. Right? But you won't be used. You are the tool. You have it in you. You were designed for this. You were made for this. You were designed. God saved you and purposed you for this. For this. That's why people are trying to find jobs and can't find the right job. You're a hammer, but you're trying to be a screwdriver. 
God says everything this church needs is here. It's here. Everything we need is right here. But why is it only a few people being used? Because we're out here in the world and we're giving the world everything. And God says, I gave you the gift of teacher, but you won't teach. I gave you the gift of faith, but you won't give. And on top of that, I've gifted you with a skill, a talent. That you just, it's, in the, it's in the bag. It's in the church. But we got to go outside to get help to do the work that we have people to do. Unity. And then lastly, he says to what? To a mature man. I got four minutes. Watch this. We're going to get out here. To a mature man. In the end, if I allow God to use me, not only do we become unified, but we mature. So after a while, I become so skilled at using this. All you guys say is go, and I'm gone. In other words, I'm not going to stumble over things I used to stumble because I've been using it and developing in the church the gift that God has given me. And as the church is growing, watch this, Christ's mission is being carried out. And then he's going to add more people. And guess what we're going to do? We're going to go in that box and say, oh, man, God just sent us another drill. Boy, this is a big old building. We can use one on this side, and we can use one on the other side. But if it stays in here all zipped up and nice, then what, what's the point of having it? Some people just like to have tools just to have it. I got a screwdriver. I got, I got a whole box of tools. And don't ever use it. Here's, here's, here's the thing, y'all. And, and I'm, I'm closing here. Watch it. He gave these gifts to the church so that we would become mature. You know what God really wants from us? We got to grow up. We got to stop being so sensitive. Okay? And what I'm saying is we're tripping over the same things. There's some things you shouldn't be tripping over no more. You already know that's your weakness. Just some things you should be like, you know what? Shoot, I, man, I already know. I know if I have a few of them things right there, I know what's going to happen. I already know. I already know what's going to happen. All right? So, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to, at some point, deny my flesh. That comes with maturity. You know what I realized and what the Lord revealed to me? The things I've been asking you to do, some of you can't do it because you're not mature enough to do it. 
As a matter of fact, some of us have been here so long, but we have never been used by God with our gifts. And those of you who are just coming in, take it now. Surrender now. Say, God, show me where my gifts, show me where I can use it. And let me tell you something. When you start being used by God, money will never touch it. it, it listen, the feeling that you get. Listen, you feel like you're a billionaire, okay? You, you, seriously, because you're like, man, I'm living on purpose. I finally found my purpose. I am a drill. Power drill at that. <laughs> and I finally realized that I've been trying to be a screwdriver all my life. Oh, somebody going to get this. You're working in jobs that you, listen, you shouldn't be there. You got to know what you were created to be. And when you find that out, guess what? Not only will you be happy in the workplace, but you'll be happy in worship. Brains don't walk. Brains don't talk. Brains don't move. Brains are the control center of thought of the mind. The job of the brain is to pull off the actions and movements and operations that come from the brain's direction. In medical science, there's a disease called MG. And it's a disease of the nervous system. As the nerves intersect with the muscles on the end of those nerves is something called motor in plate. All right, motor in plate. This motor in plate receives the signal that has been sent by the brain to the muscles, and it relays to the muscles via the motor in plate. The motor in plate. If a person thinks to himself or herself, move your arm, your arm cooperates. Because the brain sends the message through the nerves to inform the muscles what the brain wants to do. Isn't God awesome? But in MG, there's a relay switch that ain't working. Even though the brain is sending the message to the muscles, the muscles don't get it. Because the switch in the motor and plate doesn't transmit it. This is a result of a ne neurological disease. Now here's the problem. The church's motor and plate isn't working. Jesus sends signals and we don't hear it. He says go and evangelize and we don't go. He says, go teach, and we won't teach. It's evident that the church today is not moving because it's not getting the signal. The church isn't moving because it's getting the wrong signals. Here's the thing. The problem is God's children are not getting the message from the brains. 
Listen, we have to use our gifts to carry out the mission of the church. Listen, out of all the messages I've preached on the church, this is one of the most clearest one I've had. And God has given me a blueprint. If you want to be part of this church, you can't just sit. You'll never be happy until you're used by God. You become mature when you start rubbing elbows with other people. When you realize that when you come together and we start working together and we're maturing together, not just through teaching, but through service. I used to think it was just teaching. Oh, I just teach them, they'll come. No, but it's when you're working with somebody and you realize they're still cussing. Or they're still smoking. Or they're still doing whatever they're doing. And then all of a sudden, they, you, you are the example to them. And then all of a sudden, y'all start praying together. Y'all start serving together. Y'all start growing together. We, we are unified together. That's when you know you're moving to maturity. And I leave you here today by saying this. It's a spiritual blessing. To have a spiritual gift. And it's a spiritual blessing. Not just to have the gift. But to use the gift. It's not a mystery. Some of you have the natural gift of teaching. I'm talking about the Bible. Some of you have the gift of encouragement. Some of you have the gift of exhortation. Some of you have the gift of administration. Some of you have the gift of evangelists teacher, pastor. And here's the thing, the only way that we're going to take over Sunnyside is if we use our gifts. Some of you have the gift of giving. We're giving away turkeys, we're giving away sneakers, all that kind of stuff, and you are all with that because that's what